Unbelievable. I knew it. Ah. Wow! It's the League Mick Podcast. It's the League Podcast. Mick Podcast! All right, welcome to the League McLeague Face Potty McPodcast, the only show that asks, Rob, how did you escape for an audience of no more than 10 people? So tell us, how'd you get out of the clutches of Klein? Steven, it's it's so good to be back. It was it was so dark and musty in Klein's basement. He lured me to his basement. He said there was a trade show there. I went out mm-hmm. there. Where does he live? He lives in Indianapolis. In, he lives in um oh I should know. Yeah, New well something. I was there. I went out there. And I, <laughs> you I were was, in New Something? Yeah, I was in New Something and he said, there's a trade show down there in my basement. I said, I didn't know. It was like an ex- anyway, went down there and there was no trade show there. I stayed there for like four days. Four days. I finally got out because I told him that uh I told him that Peyton and Eli were, were hosting a live show down the street. So that, that bought me some time. Uh, to get out. You, you Colts fans will do anything for Peyton Manning, I found out. Even go see him talk to his brother for, like, hours on end. It's true. It's true. I would do anything for that man. Not for Eli. Uh, <laughs> I've, Eli Manning is, is like, a decade older than me, and I still feel like he's my little brother. Uh, the really creepy thing, though, is I'm pretty sure Klein was recording for his ba- from his basement, so you were there the whole time. Yeah, I thought that was a weird choice, too, because, like, I was, you know, in the back, like, I would say this, Klein, or remind Steven to talk about the matchups, Klein, be a good co-host, Klein, you know, but it didn't happen. I don't know what happened, you know? <laughs> it was well, tough. We've got, we've got an evolving, like, a Nick Lutzko-style basement uh, drama and world unfolding. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Enjoy the world one building. Thing, one thing we do know, we know who is at the bottom of this league in more than one sense, both as its foundation and as the suckiest team. Uh, it's me. No. Is it's it? me. It is me. It's me no. by a wide margin. You want to know the truth, though? Mm-hmm. Truth. And now here I am telling the truth on a podcast. I'm officially Joe Rogan. Ooh. Let's get into it. I don't I don't want to be Joe Rogan, but here we are. You know who has scored closest to me in points four? Who? It is it is pissed off at Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. They've scored only 12 points more than me, but are four points, four slots higher than me. So, interesting look. Digital alchemist. alchemist. Yeah, that'll be an interesting look at the the power rankings next week. I see. What are you, are you sitting at 0 and 8? Yep. Oh, I I had an 80% chance to win, and then I had one skill position player scored a touchdown. Just one. Uh Uh-huh. That's two tough. wide receivers, two running backs, a, a uh, flex, and a tight end. One touchdown. That is tough. I, you know, I got worst underperformer this week, so I, I'm feeling you a little bit. Okay, <laughs> be, be honest. Are you are you tanking? Are you tanking so that we'll all feel better, or is this a true zero and eight situation? 
this is I think this is a true zero and eight situation, and I think a number of things have played into it. The okay. draft from the draft, this did not go my way. I needed certain things to break my way at the draft. And then certain things that I was like, well, this is probably going to happen. To, we'll, we'll see to what extent, like Brandon Ayuk breaking out. Never happened at all. <laughs> uh, my original trade with Bryson went sideways. LaVisca Chenault showing some signs of life. Michael Pittman Jr. showing some signs of life. Brandon Ayuk had a little beep on the life support. Um, and so we may have some things that are falling into place. Your team name is still Ayukin. Are you are you going to change it at any point? Are you going to stick with it? Here's the thing about the Ayukin. If you just keep doing it, eventually they're going to miss a block. I see. And you'll deal a minimal amount of damage. It's the uh, broken clock is right twice a twice a day thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but there, there may be a team name coming just because I, I can't. It's not the Ayukin. It's uh, I can't think of a small enough pun. Look, short I'll, enough amount of time. I'll say this for your team. I'll say this. For, you've got some really scary people on IR right now who could come back, you know, late in the season and really turn it all around for you. You've got Michael Thomas, who you you stashed early on. Uh, he comes back, what, week six? That's going to be interesting to see yeah, what he does. Yeah. With, uh, see, when you say week six, it sounds soon. And then some things I'm seeing, like, maybe November. And I'm like, oh, man, it's over then. Like, this well, year's over then. We're, we're in week five, right? You know, there's still time. It's a, it's, oh, the, the season's one, one week longer, too. So, you know. It's, That's true. I have him. one week to come back. You've got Elijah Missile. You know, people can come back. We'll see. Like, well, who knows what's going to happen in San Francisco's backfield? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Trey Lance might be there. That's bad for the running backs. Didn't you? Uh, you up, I thought you maybe. picked up Jeff Wilson too, didn't you? Uh, maybe briefly. It's okay. hard to say. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get to some transaction action. All right. I'm excited. But on the way there, we got to talk. Trash talk fails. We had, we had some good, healthy banter. What? Um, how's it? How's it feel, Thanos? Listen, listen. You listen here, <laughs> Stephen Bush. Okay, I'm gonna get close to the microphone. You listen. You listen to me. Okay. Okay. Let's go all the way back to week three. Okay. I'm sitting at six wins or six infinity stones, if you will. All right. No losses. Six and zero. Week three was the snap. Some would say. I heard people calling it in the league. They called it the snap. It was really cool when they did that. Steven, it, was, it was really cool. It was really cool when they did yeah. that. It hurt it when we all bit. called it the snap. It was cool. Steven, Klein, and Bryson, they all got together, okay? And they said, they looked at each other, and Bryson probably gave some amazing speech, and they were like, whatever it takes. whatever." And then defensive scoring changed, and y'all went back in time and did things and, and took infinity stones away it was crazy whatever it takes but you know what you could not live with your failure and where has that brought you it has brought you back to me steven i am inevitable i am inevitable bryson did beat me this past week but it was all that for a drop of blood steven that's my thanos uh, bit balance and all things rob you're going 500. Perfectly balanced. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I will achieve this. I'm going to go Ultron Thamnos. I mean, you, 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 have turned, you have turned trash talk fails into more trash talking. 
Oh, you're you're di- you're doubling down. I can't stop. It just once it starts, it just keeps going. I I am help, gonna double help, down on this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what happens. Um, you know what I don't like about that metaphor is that. It, it doesn't paint me in a very good light for the Avengers as like, I'm not even Ant-Man. I'm like, I'm just Bruce Banner, not the Hulk. I am just Bruce Banner. Well, Bruce, you're, well, that's better than being like the mouse that walked across the keyboard and, you know, got Ant-Man back from the quantum realm. So I think, I think, you Bruce know what, Banner's that may be what I be. did. <laughs> At zero eight, I may just be the mouse. I am a lost little mouse. I think that's what Sleeper did. Sleeper's the mouse. You're Bruce you know what, Banner. You know what? You know what changed the scoring, Rob? What? It's this little mouse. I'm looking in, and it was like, tackles, that needs to be... And I was like, no, don't do that, mouse. But it was too late. I'm still confused as to how the score is going to work. All I know is, like, when we were we were selecting defensive players that night, I was like, how is this defensive lineman, you know, how does he have 45 points every game and stuff? <laughs> and now I think it's, important, it's, it's correct. The important but... thing is I fixed it. Yeah, good. All right, let's let's talk a little transaction action. Uh, we had a few, I think, clear transaction wins go on here. One of them was Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. For- That's an impressive pronunciation. I just wanted to say, I think First it's right. right. It's good. First try. Uh, for Cordero Patterson, Bryson got. I'm not gonna try it again. J. O. K. And Klein got Patterson early on. This is a clear win for Klein. This looked like a an exchange of bench players to me. Yep. I, I mean, mean, look, you guys and your defensive players. Okay, what you got to learn? You don't you don't trade the running back who's also a wide receiver for the for the linebacker. What's what's going on here? I I don't know. I I I, I thought from the get go I I liked I liked the trade in Klein's favor. That was that was me. We'll see. Look, we'll see how it shakes out. Patterson scoring this week has scored almost as much as JOK has all season long. Oh my gosh. It was 28 points and he scored about 37 or so. So huge week. Um big win for Klein. We'll see what what uh Cordero Patterson can do down the stretch. But I, I, it's great to see him actually being used just in real football. Yeah. Uh, you know, it sounds like Klein might need Mike Davis too, just to make sure he's got all of the uh, Atlanta Falcons running backs too. I just want to that throw is, that out there. Yeah, the Pokemon backfield strategy. You got to catch them all. That's right. Uh, Klein also picked up uh, Marlon Mack and Josh Gordon. Return of the Mack. Return of the Mac. Yeah. I think both of these players could have some juice left in them. Oh yeah. Um uh certainly Josh Gordon on the Kansas City Chiefs offense yep. is it's juicy. Uh we'll if, see what happens. If he can stay away from narcotics, he's going to be very good, I think. And then Marlon Mack, do we know where Marlon Mack's going yet? Um, no, but it's something that, so the injury Marlon Mack had, I did some research on it heading into draft season because I was trying to see if he was going to be a value or not, or if he was going to take value away from Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I thought he was, he hasn't, which is good for uh, Jonathan Taylor. His, the injury is almost a death knell for running backs, but a lot of those injuries have come back and you've seen 
backs do well against them. You know, I think of Adrian Peterson several years ago, returning from what was a career-ending in- injury, or Edron James said, you need two years to come back from this injury, and the next year he led the league in rushing. I think he broke 2,000 yards. It was yep. amazing. Um, so it's possible that he has some juice in him, and there are going to be some teams that I think should kick the tires on Marlon Mack. It's concerning agree. to me that the Colts. It's concerning to me that the Colts aren't using him, because you'd think they'd want to like pump up his resume, show that he's back, but that hasn't happened yet. Well, the Colts have who? Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Is that is that the one-two punch they're going with? Yes, they had said this is going to be a like one-two-three punch. Uh, one last win. Dan picks up Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins immediately puts up almost 20 points. This one hurts because I'm pretty sure I had Malcolm Jenkins on my team at one point. That's oh, that's, that's a, a big cap. That's a big oof there. It's a defensive player, but you know you you hate to see him go and and do well with you know. <laughs> so ah, good pickup, Dan. Yeah, and. There was at least one notable fail, and it shouldn't surprise people. This is from my team. Um, I picked up J.J. Taylor, James White replacement. He got one catch. He immediately fumbled that catch, and now he's delegated to cutting the sleeves off Bill Belichick's sweaters. That's his new role on the team. <laughs> That's such a tough role. That's terrible. It's a lot of work. It's thankless work. I don't even know who J.J. Taylor is. I hadn't even heard that name before. I wonder if uh, I will again. I probably will. Listen, here's here's the real um, existential staring into the abyss part of my season. I do a <laughs> lot of research. I try. And this is what it gets me. Now, that was a um, deep dive on your part. I didn't even heard his name yet. Yeah. Wow. So, Rob, there's a sound you used to make when you made a good play in Halo. Do you remember what it was? Uh, no. What was it? It was the, the, the ESPN sound. You'd go... Yeah, I I have annoying habits like that. Yes. No, <laughs> no. I, I asked you to do that because we have some breaking news. Oh, okay. I, uh, I, I did get a notification from Sleeper right now. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and read that Unbelievable. notification? Unbelievable. I knew it. Ah. Okay, who'd you get? You got... Oh, are you kidding me? Okay, it seems that uh, you, uh, Stephen, have gotten uh, Austin Eckler, uh, Mike Williams, Lamar Jackson, and a 2022 first-round pick <laughs> in exchange for. And it, the, the uh, recipient of this trade is someone I was trying to do a deal with many times today, specifically for Austin Eckler. Uh, that's, that's Bryson. Uh, so Bryson gets Zach Pascal. Ooh, Kyler Murray. That's interesting. And then <laughs> is the Patrick Surtain? Is that just like to spite me? <laughs> it's come full circle. <laughs> Unbelievable. Y'all are doing bits in the trades now. <laughs> no. Um. Oh man. Hot. Okay. Let's, let's, let's analyze this live. Uh, I I want to hear your piece on it because you agreed to this trade. I'll give you my two cents first. I think you won this thing. 
Lamar Jackson's not bad. Kyler Murray, to see him go, has got to be tough. But it's a TQB league, and you've got Justin Herbert, too. So I think you're going to be fine there. You got Austin Eckler back in a half PPR league. He's going to be a top 10 running back the rest of the season. Mike Williams is just so much fun to watch. He didn't have a great game yesterday, but he's he's awesome uh, in general. I think you won this trade, my two cents. And, and then you got the first round pick on top of it. Uh, all right, you tell me. You tell me what you think. It was It was really hard to think about getting rid of Kyler Murray. He was my first round pick. He was someone that I had said, okay, with these two people, I can build my team around it. With Herbert and with Murray, I'm set. Everything else can suck. I have these two people locked in for 15 years. Um, and that's exactly what happened. And Bryson initiated this trade like a week ago. And we has, we've been going back and forth about it. And just kudos to him. It is a gutsy move to say, hey, trade me the number two player in all of fantasy. Yep. And kudos to Bryson for continuing to pursue that. Um, that's not a thing I would even think to ask. I do think I won this trade. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I think yeah. I, I, I told him I need this much stuff. Um, he really wanted Patrick Sertain off the bench, and I was able to talk him up uh, and get that draft pick. I think Patrick Sertain helped a lot with that. Um. It was really hard to see like, oh, Steven's in last, but your bench is so good. Yeah. I was almost traded away uh, Michael Thomas and I talked him down to Zach Pascal. Um, he really wanted him. He's got him. And I think my team is in a better spot moving forward. I've got a foundation to build on. Now tell me this. Did you say, hey, let's do this trade while we're while we're recording this podcast just to just to really get it, Rob, you know. <laughs> Did you accept say, this trade I, while we I were talking say, about unbelievable, unbelievable? Yes. <laughs> I was making this trade because we talked ah. all the details, trying to send it at the beginning. I didn't know you were trying to trade with him. Well, in fairness, I tried to give him Mark Ingram for Austin Eckler. That was one of the trades, and then there were other ones. I, you know, I did some some combinations of like you know Miles mm-hmm. Gaskin and DJ Chark. You know, who's a really really strong young receiver and. Uh, you know, some really strong injured receiver. Oh, that's that's besides the point. Injuries come and go, you know. But anyway, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, but okay. So Bryson's team now. He's got Dak and he's got Kyler. That's going to be a tough one to tough one to beat. But I do think you came out on top of this. Unbelievable! Wow, that's a blockbuster. I told you it was going to be expensive. I oh man, it trades have gone so poorly for me this year. Um, it is good to have Austin Eckler back in the fold. Honestly, if that earlier trade hadn't happened, I don't think this one would have. But the idea of now having Eckler and Gibson in my as my two starting running backs, I like quite a bit. Pretty good. LaVisca Chenault with uh, DJ Shark out, put up 18 points. Mike Williams, I... I'm a little concerned that he's going to go back to being up and down Mike Williams, but he hasn't yet. Well, actually, he he has. He was very down. Um, I'm still getting targets. I think so. So uh, 
The important part is you've got a really interesting layer now. You've got Herbert, Williams, Eckler all playing in the same games. So when the Chargers do well, which they've been doing this season, you're you're going to stack your points pretty quickly there. I think that's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good until week seven, which is the bye week. And I then I've got to, you know, fingers crossed for Jameis Winston. <laughs> wow. Right, um, but that being said, there are still some good names up on the trade block. Yeah. Ah, unbelievable. I have to, Austin Eckler. I have to, yeah. Uh, I thought Austin Eckler was out there. I knew. I knew he was up to something. Gah, Bryson. Um, I, okay. didn't, I didn't mean to, um, <laughs> to podcast tilt you. Unbelievable. I'm tilting so hard right now, which, <laughs> which leads me great into who's on the trade block right now. I, uh, you know, we've we've got we've got running backs for sale over here. We've got Mark Ingram on the trade block. Ooh, Michael Carter, the future of the running backs in the NFL. Uh, Miles Gaskin, James Conner, who the past two weeks has scored 17 and 18 points, I believe, respectively. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Mike Davis, things like that. There are some other names uh, on the trade block, I believe. Let's see, Darnell Henderson still out there for Bryson. DJ Chark, who I think is also a future of the uh, the league. You called the fantasy footballers. You, you called him. Uh, it's Daryl Henderson. They Darnell. called him Darnell Anderson. <laughs> you called him Darnell Henderson. I've never watched that show. I don't know what that's uh, what you're referring to. Uh, Ryan <laughs> Ryan Fitzmagic's out there. I mean, there's some there's some great names out there. Did I miss anybody? Let's see. Derek Carr still out there. Lyle yeah, they're, they're legitimately are some very good um, players out on the trade block. If you feel like you need a gap, or even if you feel like I, I just need a bye week fill in and I think someone's going to have a good game. Yeah. You, know, you can make that trade happen. Check out the you trade block. All right. Uh, now let's better know a league mate. So I am here with Greg for better know a league mate without Rob pre-recorded. I mean, it's all pre-recorded, but this is recorded even more pre than usual. Greg, how you doing? Good. How are you, Stephen? Uh, I am. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Now, our teams are slogging around in the sewer. We are trying to beat each other, and I'd say both losing. But my fi- my team keeps finding new and creative ways to disappoint. Uh, so I'll just get right into it with this question. Is there a league punishment you're really afraid of? We haven't talked about that. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I know some of them. The tattoos of the winner's choice has always freaked me out. Um, yeah. I, I can only that. imagine because my luck, Ryan or Andrew would win. And <laughs> they would come up with something that I would just be utterly disgusted by. And they would probably put it on my butt or something and never let me live it down. So especially Andrew. Andrew already has some tattoos that are really cool. So he would probably be very creative with that punishment. Well, and you're about to get married, which is like fertile ground for some sort of embarrassing tattoo with personal placement. Oh, yeah. I could only imagine they maybe put a tattoo on my forehead that says, say no. Um, (laughs) You're making a mistake. (laughs) <laughs> at least so, a temporary tattoo but you have to wear it for the wedding oh gosh i don't i would have to just back out i'd be like nope 
Here's my team. I'm sorry. I don't think <laughs> Bree would, I don't think Bree would appreciate that. I don't Even think though, anyone yeah. would appreciate that. Nah. But you know, when it comes to fantasy, some things are sacred and you have to live up to the rules regardless of the punishment. And you know, I've seen a lot of crazy, crazy things. So what is sacred in fantasy for you? I know for a long time, like when the Colts and Patriots were bitter rivalries, I, I didn't draft Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, was- and and even now, I try and not pl- play players that whose team is playing against the Colts that week. Uh, what's sacred for you at in fantasy? Never Tom Brady. It's the first one. Um, that's super sacred for me. I'll never draft Tom Brady. I don't care if he's the, a trade for Randy Bullock for Tom Brady. I would never do it. Um, I drafted. See. I drafted Tom Brady once. It was 2008. And I don't know if I should draft him again to injure him. <laughs> but or that was if he would just find a new way to let me down that, that like somehow benefits him. So that's, that's my drafting Tom Brady story. He would finally fall off the cliff the year you would draft him. Absolutely. Finally, the age would show. Uh, uh, Bryson did trade me Aaron Rodgers for like dirt cheap that year. So Ooh, that's he nice. felt sorry for me. Yeah, that's that was nice. <laughs> Thanks, Bryson. Right. Um, I would say I try to avoid drafting AFC North teams uh, besides the Steelers, guys from the AFC North, because it's hard to root for them. But then again, I'm also beating you with two of your Browns, so I can't complain too much. No, you're Colts. I'm a Colts fan. I'm a Browns fan by marriage. So I, my father-in-law is. So I still root for them. Um, But how can you not? I mean, I know you can't, but... They're, they're just a, a bunch of plucky go-getters. It's like rooting for the Bad News Bears, except it never gets better. Except um, you're the team. You're like the team that this plucky group that shouldn't be good is beating. So I, I understand why you don't want to. Yeah, just those are probably my big things. I just I try to, because on Sunday, if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm not going to want to root for the Browns to play against him or the Baltimore, um, especially Baltimore. I can't root for Lamar Jackson to do well. So it's just, those are my things. And it probably cost me in fantasy because of course the other three teams are putting up monster fantasy numbers and the Steelers are doing bad. So it's playing against me this year. Yeah. Are you concerned about the trajectory of the Steelers and what do you think needs to happen to kind of write that ship? I'm concerned mostly because I think they're afraid to uh, have Big Ben's career end in being benched. Um, And I think that's what needs to happen. There needs to be a spark in that offense and five yard swing passes on fourth down behind the line of scrimmage are not going to get the job done. Um, It's just another year of conservative offense with wasting an amazing defense. So it's very, very bad trajectory i'm hoping they have a winning season but i don't even know what game they can win the rest of the season oh strong words i don't think they play the colts because that's one they might be able to win um so you are getting married next summer mm-hmm. congratulations i've met your Thank wife you. and your future wife i think only only once she's a wonderful lady 
Yes. What Hopefully surprised you? <laughs> what surprised you about wedding planning so far? Definitely the cost. Um, as we're going through, we've figured out our budget, learned our budget, and we're like, oh yeah, we could definitely, you know, live within that budget. And then all of a sudden, venue takes up more than half the budget. The food takes up another large chunk of the budget, and we're like, oh my gosh. Did not think it would be this much. And then um, just little things like that. And just all the little things you forget about too. Because everybody thinks wedding. Oh, venue, food. Um, I can't even think of what else because it's been crazy. Cards, invites. So you think of those big things. But then you forget about the small nitty gritties. Like what's your tableware going to be? What's your decorations going to be? How are you going to set up your table for cards? And I was like, oh, wow. Um, there's a lot of small things that we have to think about that I'm not good at. (laughs) (laughs) I was very fortunate. Kelly was in Dayton and I was in Indianapolis during all that wedding planning stuff. So she'd visit about every other weekend. So occasionally there'd be a weekend where we had to look at a lot of stuff, but I did not get a lot of that. I'd get there and be like, how can I help? She'd be like, I don't want to think about it. And I was like, cool. I don't either. And then we would uh, just... Watch Avatar The Last Airbender all weekend, pretty much. Yeah, that sounds like a great weekend. Ours has been watching The Resident while putting off wedding planning, so... (laughs) (laughs) Finally got caught up on that, if that tells you how much we've accomplished lately. Um, But, yeah, it's just a crazy experience. Um, It's something I've always looked forward to, is being able to marry my best friend and, you know, getting the opportunity to do that and go through that whole experience. And it's nothing you can prepare for because you hope you only get married once. So it's not nothing you can practice for or prep for. So it's been fun. Good, good. I'm glad you're enjoying that and uh, enjoying being engaged because that is its own unique time that you never get back. Hmm. So getting back to fantasy a little bit, you and I are, uh, our teams are basement dwelling cretins. What are the bright points on your team that say, like, you know, maybe with a couple of good drafts, this can be something? So when we went into the draft, knowing that, you know, we're keeping these guys for the long haul, my main objective was draft super young. Uh, Most of my guys are within probably the first three, four years. the very most of their career. My number two quarterback is Trevor Lawrence, who's a rookie um, that has a huge ceiling. So that's what I went for is a lot of youth. Um, hoping that they will be like the late round bloomers. Uh, I know what, like in my, of course, my family draft, my grandmother got Alvin Kamara his first year in the 13th round and was able to keep him for three years at the 13th round. So I'm hoping a lot of those guys become the late bloomers and can just build around that youth. Yeah, I think you got a bunch of the guys that I wanted. When I think of like Justin Jefferson, uh, Trevor Lawrence was someone that I would have loved to have walked away with. TJ Watt is still what? <laughs> TJ Watt is still relatively what? young, I believe. He's fourth year, yeah, maybe. He yeah, just signed his first uh, contract. That's not first a big boy deal. contract. Yep. And uh, 
Uh, Trey Sermon is someone that I liked and I'm regretting liking in a few leagues. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, th- I think you have a a lot of room for growth there, and I think that that's what I'm looking at. I, I'm afraid that I've I've drafted a few people kind of on the downturn. Like Miles Sanders has never worked out to the degree people wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've got TJ Hawkinson and Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. And I kind of thought if I can get a few young quarterbacks and get that figured out in the two quarterback league, hopefully I can base everything else around them. And uh, so far, not working. (laughs) But you do have, I do see the guys taking the turn down the hill. Um, Emmanuel Sanders and Pittman is, he's kind of an in-betweener. Michael Pittman, this is his second year. Is it really? Yep. Or I'm thinking of more of the quarterback play for Indianapolis. Carson Wentz, yeah. Inconsistent for the They've been trying to pull in veterans for their quarterbacks, and it's quarterbacks are bringing in on their downturn. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So that makes it hard. That makes it even harder to draft a wide receiver because let's go back to the Steelers. You can draft Juju and Chase Claypool and all these guys that have huge upside, but then you have to deal with the fact of Big Ben's horrific play, uh, handcuffing them in a way. So there's so many aspects of the wide receiver position that can become complicated to draft for. Oh yeah, so. Klein and I have definitely uh, talked privately about our disdain for Carson Wentz. And I don't know, we're hopeful because we've only seen a few games and he's been injured and disrupted preseason. Uh, but I don't know, he hasn't put it together. Last week was good, but it was against the Dolphins, so it doesn't count. Yeah, and that's kind of the name of his career so far is injury, injury, injury. Mm-hmm. So what can the Colts do to prevent him from getting injured? Because I can't remember the last time I've heard of a quarterback having two ankle sprains in the same game. <laughs> I'm just, I think it was the cool. same play. Yeah. <laughs> one defensive lineman grabs one ankle and the other one grabs the other and they twist at the same time. <laughs> it's like know. a wishbone. Yeah, pretty much. Whoever and... gets the largest piece of Carson Wentz gets a wish made. He just sounds like a person that needs to be on a fake medical show figuring out what disease he has that causes him to get injured all the time. And it's some super rare like bone disease that weakens his bone and it can't be detected, whatever. But <laughs> he just seems to be a walking injury list. He's got the Mr. Glass disorder. Yes. And yeah, he needs a uh, what was the uh, the opposite of Mr. Glass? They called him. Uh, Bruce Willis? Was unbreakable. Yeah, it was Bruce yeah, Willis. Yeah, it was unbreakable. <laughs> he needs the yeah. Bruce Willis thing. Yeah, needs to be the opposite. <laughs> so at, at what point would you say it is hardcore rebuilding time for my team? Trading off Barkley, trading off Jefferson, trying to get some more of that talent in that I can do with. Where's that mark for you? Have you thought about that yet? I haven't thought about it yet because I am a firm believer in my talent on my team hasn't performed to its abilities and it's still early. I would say if it's a few weeks of inconsistent play by the same guys and you get good offers, the offer has to be there, but you also have to be careful that you get a good offer. You're like, "Mm, maybe I could wait and get a better offer. And then all of a sudden 
offers get worse. So you have to play yeah. that game um, of when to draft them at the right time. Like Nick Chubb is a guy that I wouldn't be afraid to put on the trade block because he could probably bring in good players and he's got a great upside, but he hasn't been performing as high as I would like him to. Same with Saquon Barkley. He finally had his first decent game and still wasn't even a hundred yard game. So, but those are household names. Everybody knows them and you want them on your fantasy team. So it just really depends on what you can get in return. Because if you're wanting, you know, Saquon Barkley for two wide receiver twos or a wide receiver two and a running back two, you know, you can't justify the upside of Barkley compared to potential. It's yeah, hard. Both of those players may get as much as, as Barkley does on his own. Exactly. So you haven't improved, and now you've got to fill two positions with what you had with one. So there's and that efficiency luck, there. And my luck, I'm very, and it sounds bad, very anti-trade. Because mm-hmm. what always happens to me is I trade away one guy, get three in return. Those three in return always do terrible. <laughs> and then the or they end up on the IR or something crazy happens. And the one guy I traded away puts up like record fantasy seasons. So I'm like it's kinda like you don't want to trade away the potential because once you do, they rise to that potential. Boy, tell me about it. That was uh I, I got Blake Martinez, a linebacker, good linebacker. I had him last year. I liked him. I traded Jared Cook for him off of two good games. I thought this is this is great. And then immediately injured like two plays into the next game. Yep. I did the same thing with last year, Jonathan Taylor. I traded him away for Antonio Gibson, who's a good running back. Yeah. And somebody else that don't remember, nor doesn't matter because they weren't good enough to remember. And Jonathan Taylor's now the a freak for the Colts and the main back. So yeah, he's been okay. Uh, he, he's he had his first good game this year. Last week, he's been a little disappointing for the people that drafted him really high. But well, I had him in the 14th round last year. Oh, that's a that's a tough one to let go yeah. of. Yep, that's where it hurts a little more. And then I kept uh, what's his name that got from the Colts. Not the Colts, I'm sorry. The Ravens, J.K. Dobbins. Mm -hmm. Drafted him in my other league and then drafted his handcuff in Gus Edwards. And both of them (laughs) get out before the season even starts. So that's kind of how fantasy usually runs for me. Yep. It's a tough go for us basement dwelling Cretans. Yep. It's almost like we could feel it every year that's going to happen. But we always have that optimism. We do, and there's some fun in just seeing the new and creative ways our teams find to fail us. Abs- yep, absolutely. Like not being able to pick a defensive backup off the waiver wire before the game starts, and therefore you cannot start a defensive back that you need. Ooh. Don't tell me that happened to you this week, because if you're beating me without one defensive back... Happened to me last week. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that that one hurt because I go because I'm so used to going to the waiver. Like if I need a player last second, I can look the day of the game, pick up somebody real quick. But I forget ours is always like takes a day or two the process because we have the mm-hmm. um the allotment of money we can use. So that is like, <laughs> one thing I was thinking about is just like by the time you get to Sunday, 
if Sunday morning, you've got to have that replacement planned. If you don't plan that replacement and have them ready to go, you're just kind of out of luck. That that almost happened to me this week. So, all it right. Hurts. But that, what'd you say? I said it hurts. It hurts when it, that happens. It hurts, but yeah. there's some silver lining at the edge of that cloud. And that silver lining is the lightning round. Yes. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, Rob's not here, so I've got to ask it. Your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Uh, National Treasure. All right. Uh, you are a science and math teacher. What's a cool science or math fact for us? Uh, the Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimeters taller during the summer due to expansion. Cool. What is your favorite football memory? Oh, the Steelers winning Super Bowl 40 with Jerome Bettis in Detroit. Yep, doesn't smart uh, at all because we missed a football. I missed a field goal to get you to that game. Who's yep. your favorite football player right now? Uh, TJ Watt. I just think he's a, a world-class dude and just plays with grit. It's so cool to, to have that player on your team and get to root for them twice. Yep. Uh, you already answered this. Uh, as I was going to ask, is it time to move on from Big Ben? But who's Big Ben's replacement? Who should they go to? I don't think they're in the organization yet. Um, Mason Rudolph had the perspective to be an amazing quarterback because he had the height and the arm. I just don't think he is set on being the starting quarterback. He just doesn't want that role. It just doesn't feel like he wants it. Dwayne Haskins can have amazing talent, but I just think his maturity is not going to be there in the next two years. So I think he's going to be either the first or second round draft pick this year for the Steelers, whoever that quarterback's going to be. Yeah. We'll see. He's going to come into a pretty good spot. Yeah, especially if uh, this year if the Steelers do as bad as they're projecting to be, they might have a really high pick for the first time in a long time. Well, with Najee Harris, that defense, that receiving core, like they're walking into a really good position for a young quarterback. They can bail out his mistakes. They can. Um, he's got those good release valves with Najee and Fryermuth and those tight ends and those wide receivers. So, uh, yeah, we wish you well with, with that. And anything else you want to add before, before we're done? No, just uh, good to talk to you. Good to see you. Um, good to talk to you too, buddy. Virtually. Um, but hopefully get to see you in person here soon. And good luck. I get to beat you once a season. Um, I'm not sure. Do we play each other twice or is it just once per season? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I don't have, I think it's going to be kind of random. I, we'll talk about, see if we want to get some, um, some divisions together for next year. I didn't get that together this year, but we'll see. Sounds great. So awesome. All right. Thanks for talking, Greg. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Through the magic of audio editing. That was better. Noah league mate with Greg. I can't believe how much we learned about Greg in that segment. Can you, Steven? <laughs> you know, it was great. I, you were oddly quiet there, Rob. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I had to go make a sandwich and recover from this Austin Eckler news. Yeah. Rob was here the whole time, just staring <laughs> off into space. He just muted his mic, turned around and looked out the window for that I whole better know it league mate. Trying to pull myself together, thinking about what Klein's basement is like right now. I might just, just go back in there.
<laughs> you missed it now? Yeah. I see oh, in no, your notes. Is, I, oh, I don't like ahead. this is headed because now we've got like a comforting Stockholm relationship with Klein. And that's <laughs> creeping me out. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll take it a different direction then. That's, that's fine. Uh, I see in your, your notes that you, uh, you asked him about league, league punishment. Is that a, that's not like a thing, is it? Or, or is it? We, we haven't established anything. Okay. It was just like, we were, we were the, the basement dwelling teams and we played each other. And so I, I see. Uh, asked him that because this was before the, it was finalized. So I, I, I asked him about that. Just, I'll tell you. Uh, he I'll... put up a really good showing. I'll tell uh, you this. I, I tell you this. I uh, I just so for fans of the show, the league that was on FX, you know, w- way back when they called it the Sacco Award, uh, when you were last. Um, my my money league just established a Sacco Award. We, our Sacco Award is that uh, last place has to take the SATs, uh, in, <laughs> in in what dressed up as whatever the winner. Um, decides. Um, so, well, uh, that, that's that's our uh, that's our league punishment for for last place. I don't remember. I don't remember if this happened in that interview or if this happened uh, afterwards when we were just talking. But Greg said they have a Sacco trophy, and it's a league his grandmother is in. <laughs> okay, there's there's the potential that his grandmother gets sent the Sacco trophy. Um. All right, man. That's that's not a decision I would make with my grandmother, but yeah, interesting. interesting. I have some other league punishments there, which ones uh, scare <laughs> me. So we'll let that go. A few matchups to watch. This is the co-host showdown week between Klein and Rob. I thought I had a bye week. Did I just assume I had a bye week because I was playing Klein? No rest for the wicked. Oh man, oh, the little dance you did there. Oh, he can't see I the actually... he can't see the dance, but uh. Yeah. No joke. I did get a message from Klein. Uh oh. Uh, he did not send it audio like I asked him to, but it says, You're going down, Rob. You're lucky I was too busy to keep my throne. Steven didn't even want you back. He told me so. It's not true, Rob. My island of misfit toys is going to defeat your <laughs> Delvins and Derricks so easily. It's going to be so un Evans, it's going to hurt. It's going to be such a red. Reddick Ulis beatdown. You're going to wish you had a plexiglass isolation box in the locker room after the game, like Kirk COVID. Oh no, that's so good. <laughs> I love it. The for for those of you who don't know, those are all players on my team. That was that was well done. That's funny. Um, though it was funny. Stephen Stephen messaged me uh, uh, last week to see if I could do the show again. He said he said and he he typed this. He said don't he said don't make me ask Klein again. I said I don't know if you're saying like. Don't make me ask. Don't make me ask Klein to do this again. Or if you're saying, please don't make me ask Klein to do this again, you know, I couldn't tell the inflection because it was written out. But uh, I'll leave it ambiguous, and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll see. That was well done, Klein. Uh, um, you know, I'll I'll set my lineup like I'm setting it up against anyone else uh, because I am inevitable. <laughs> uh, Andrew and Greg are also very close in points. Uh, last I looked, I think they were about uh, within 15 points of each other. So those two teams, I think, have a very good chance of just coming down to the wire and being a really good game. Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting one. They both have really good teams. Greg is currently favored to win by 60%, but I think that could go either way pretty quickly. It's it's only a margin of I was of favored to win by 80% last week, Rob. So Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Maybe that we should just go by it's, it's a six-point differential in the uh, projections. <laughs> um, 
I, I said, can I keep losing or will Alex Browns it up? Uh, now that this trade has gone through, I think that's an even more interesting question. And I don't think it's dependent on Alex Brownsing it up. I think it's dependent on who from this trade gets injured on my team, because that's what happens after I trade for players. I mean, even now, I think you're going to be fine. Lamar and Eckler, I believe, do have a, a, a history of getting injured, but I think you're you're going to be okay there. Oh, Mike Williams, also known for being sturdy and never hurt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so those are the matchups that I'm looking at that I am curious about. Yeah, that's been an eventful podcast. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. It's good to have you back. Um, goodness to have Rob back is not dependent on Klein and having Klein back either. So that's my legal disclaimer. Just because it's good to have Rob back does not mean it is good to have Klein gone. <laughs> I'm I'm caught in He's the middle. He's being very ambiguous about this, Klein. I can't I can't tell who he likes more. We're gonna hmm. I, I know there is a non zero chance that you two turn against me and take this over. <laughs> he did Which teach why me how to how to lock people out of websites last time he was on. So I don't, you know, I know he knows how to, how to make those things happen. The You're going to take the anchor account. You're going to take that, make, take the anchor account hostage until I give you the password. <laughs> I'd have to learn how to work another technological thing. And that's, that's not good for anybody. <laughs> I, it's too, that's too much work. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> All right. Well, next week, um, Power rankings, we'll talk about those, see what's shifted up, see if there's any more trash talk that has failed in the unfolding drama that is this league. Uh, we may have Bryson back. We need to talk to Cam. We need to talk to Dan still. Those are two busy guys. Uh, Cam just moved to Hawaii. So wow. that's an interesting topic of discussion. Um, see if you can use that jet lag to your advantage, people playing Cam this week. We may need to and, uh, do that one remotely. We may need to fly to Hawaii for, for the interview, I think. I don't know. 